Welcome to Bedtime Story Adventure 2019. One chapter a day up until Christmas. Boys, are you ready? Yeah. Chapter 19. Smoke Signal. After letting Benj know that he'd be back up in a minute, James went down with Wilf to investigate the place where number eight had been spotted. It turned out that the Prince Regent's passage wasn't secret at all. It was a normal-looking door on the far side of the stage, down a short flight of steps. It even had a fire escape sign above it. James tried the handle. It was unlocked. Wait here for me, James said. I want to see if there's anything fishy going on at the other end. If I'm not back in five minutes, find Jenny and come and look for me. The Prince's passage was a normal hallway that had a slight bend and then ran straight for sixty yards all the way through to the pavilion. The door at the far end was wedged ajar. James eased it open, very quietly, not knowing what might be on the other side. To his slight surprise, he found that he was in the far pantry of the pavilion basement. On his jaunt through the squiducken door from the pavilion kitchen, he hadn't seen any other ways out, just cupboards, preparation rooms and the hallway with the dumbwaiters. But when he saw the back of the door he was holding, it made sense. It was lined with shelves. When closed, it would look just like the other walls of the pantry. So it was a bit secret, at the pavilion end at least. It was dark in the pantry, and he had no torch on him, so he wedged the door open wide to let as much light in as possible. With that done, James quickly checked the other shelves for anything else strange, then slowly opened the pantry door. It opened out into a wooden panelled hallway, the one with the dumbwaiters in it. He was at the far end near the unlabeled one, so quite near where he'd found the feather. But before he'd even taken a step, he knew something was wrong. There was a smell of smoke in the air that had definitely not been there last time. Out in the hall, James found a switch to turn the lights on. The first thing he noticed was that there were fresh holes in the wooden floor, about the size that would be made by a mole. He found the unlabeled dumbwaiter hatch, wishing he'd brought his bag with the silver nib in it to try again. It wouldn't open. The smoky smell was stronger here. He put his hand on the dumbwaiter. It was warm to the touch, unlike the cool wooden wall next to it. A movement on the floor caught his attention. It was a thin wisp of smoke curling up from one of the new holes in the floor. James realised what was going on. Number eight was going to burn the whole place down. Perhaps she'd found a lower passage that connected to whatever was on the other side of the dragon door. Or maybe she just wanted to destroy the pavilion. Either way, the dry, old wood in the basement would not take long to catch fire. He sprinted back along the passage to the dome and found Wilf waiting patiently. "'She's burning the pavilion down,' James said. "'Run up to the upper box. There'll be a staircase to it from the back of the balcony. And tell the badgers we need their help.' "'Me,' Wilf said. "'They'll eat me alive.' "'Okay, then. You're right. Go and get Jenny. She can tell them. They know her.' Wilf ran off to get Jenny. James went the other way, toward the server room. Although he'd seen the dragon door through a grate in the floor under the stage, 
Benj had said that the server room was where all the wires ended up, so he reasoned they were the same place or near to each other. Regardless, they would need to either put the fire out or get the royal treasures out before they burned. There was only one other set of stairs that went down to a lower level, and James found them on stage right, past the door to the cleaning cupboard. He took them two at a time, and ended up in a short corridor and what must be the door to the... I told you to keep out of the way, Merlina said sharply. The bird was perched on a pipe that ran above the door. Number eight's burning the pavilion down, James said. She's managed to start a fire on the other side of the treasure room. It won't be long until the whole place is burning. It sounds like she's taken you in again. There's no way she can get to the treasure room from the other side, even with your special key. But the pavilion will be destroyed, and the treasure room could be burning right now, James pleaded. Shouldn't we at least check? Then why not call the fire brigade? I'm not going to open the treasure room. That could well be what the thief wants us to do. James couldn't believe it. Merlina clearly still thought that he might be the thief. Can't we just look at the dragon door? Don't open it, but check that it's okay at this end. It's a waste of time. For all I know, you are the thief. I won't be responsible for... Do as he says, you silly bird, a gruff voice barked. I'm not going to miss any more of the performance than I have to. Not every day you share your local theatre with the royal family. A huge badger, wearing a smart suit, with an angry look in his eye, reached the bottom of the stairs, accompanied by the priestess in a ball gown and a worried-looking Jenny. Hugo lurked behind them, staying on the steps, away from the badgers. Now, Julian, the priestess said, the boy hasn't been wrong yet, has he? The king under the fort made a barking sound, and the raven almost fell off its perch. It opened its beak, but then looked at the two large badgers, who were now taking up most of the room in the little hallway, and thought better of it. With a flick of its claw, it dropped a bunch of keys into James's hand. Silver one does this door, it said, but we're not opening the... Yes, yes, the king under the fort cut him off. We know what you won't do. James fumbled for a second, then found the right key. He opened the door, and beyond it was a storeroom, with a rack of computer servers at the back. Everyone squeezed into the small room, and the raven fluttered to the top of the server rack. Slide this server rack to the side, the raven said. It'll reveal another room, the one you saw me in, the one with the dragon door. James pulled the tall rack, and the bird was right. It gave a click then slid as easily as a shopping trolley, making a door-sized hole that they could all see through. The room beyond was small, only five feet long, but filled with cables snaking from grates in the ceiling. It was lit by a single bulb. Past the cables was an old wooden door taking up most of the far wall. A door with an ornately carved brass dragon curling its way across it. See, I told you that. What's that smell? Jenny said quietly. They all stopped and sniffed. Nothing, Merlina said. I can't smell anything unusual. Always smells like this down here. Smells like smoke to me, the priestess said. Perhaps the boy was right, eh, Raven? All those stolen treasures aren't as safe as you thought. 
Maybe time to move them, hmm? The bird looked at the priestess with what could only be described as a sulky expression, if it were possible for birds to sulk. Well, I can't open it, the bird said flatly. Only the prince can do that, and I'm not going to disturb him, all because of a faint smell that might have always been here. Don't be a half-wit, you contemptible corvid, the king barked. Come here and I'll bite your head off. The raven squawked and flapped to the ceiling, while the huge badger swiped an oversized paw at it. There might be another way, James said. He had been quietly thinking for a little while. I think we can put out the fire, but I'll need your help. I mean, you badgers, that is. Everyone looked at James, and he felt very small indeed. Well, the king said gruffly, what will you need us to do? James had never been sure about the assertion that foxes were the fastest diggers. He suspected that there were plenty of better ones, and hoped that badgers would be somewhere near the top of the list. The plan was simple. Pour enough water into the dumbwaiter shaft that the fire would be extinguished before it could take hold of the treasure room, and before the pavilion went up like a bonfire. In the time it would take to disturb the prince and get him to unlock the dragon door, James hoped that the Green Hand's gang could put the fire out. They could call the fire brigade, of course, and hope they arrived in time. But that would also mean letting the pavilion staff know about the fire, which would mean they'd have to look in the basement. And, like the raven, they might not believe that anything was wrong. But, unlike the raven, they would be adults and more likely to blame James and the gang for everything. It would be better to avoid any adult intervention if they possibly could. James figured that the Green Hands gang had about ten minutes to put the fire out themselves before they'd have to give up and call 999. The first problem was water. James solved that with the 20,000 gallons of solid H2O that were currently masquerading as an ice rink in front of the pavilion. The second problem was melting the ice. James was hoping that a combination of hot air from below and warm bodies from above would do the trick. There were a couple of other problems as well, but they could solve these as they went. "'You want us to do what?' growled the king under the fort. But the gruffness sounded hollow, more a function of pride and expectation than anything else. "'Dig a hole in the basement to the centre of the ice rink. We'll need the water to run down through the hole and into the nearest dumbwaiter shaft to the door. You'll see it as soon as you go through into the pantry. Would be a shame to mess up these fancy clothes, eh, Annie? But I only just managed to persuade him to get dressed, the priestess moaned theatrically. Then she gave a little wink to James to let him know that they were happy to help. I can't believe we're going to miss the Rodine Jazz Quartet. Oh well. We'll need another tunnel too, to run up to right in front of the pavilion if that's possible. James checked his watch, and it would be useful to have that one done first. Possible? the badger roared. Did you know I dug the great hall under the fort in little more than a week? Slight exaggeration, Julian. Did not. James ignored the two badgers and turned to Jenny and Hugo. I need you to get as much salted popcorn as you can, James said. Get the Green Hands gang to help, and bring it down to the Prince's passageway to the pavilion's basement. But I only like sweet popcorn, Hugo said. Not salty. 
It's not for us to eat, James said, slightly exasperated. It's to help melt the ice. All he needed for his plan to work was a little luck and for the peregrine to keep its promise.